This is Minute 13 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Corey McLean, your host. With me today, I have Kip Reed. Hello. And I also have uh, John Muggleton. Hello. We're going to be talking about Minute 13. Uh, in this minute, we begin to see Cher's pl- plotting for setting up Miss Geist and, and uh, her debate teacher. So... Start over with Cher's summary. Uh, we actually come in right in the middle of Cher's summary of, of Miss Geist's various visual problems and need of a makeover. Then cut to uh, the office where Dion and Cher leave a flower uh, and a love note for Miss Geist. Um, and Miss Geist is talking to Travis about the fact that he needs to remember his textbooks. Um, uh, she reads the notes left by the girls we see Dion say oh my god and then the minute is over <laughs> so what do you guys have to say about this minute what do you think um my my amusement is uh at the line where she reads the uh the sonnet and then oh where'd that come from cliff notes yeah <laughs> duh it's from a famous book or something i forget what it was that was what yeah watching this back again for probably the first time in a long time that was like oh, all these jokes i get now <laughs> <laughs> like I wouldn't have gotten Cliff Notes twelve, but now it's like, ah, oh, all right, that's funny. And I, I love the befuddlement of Travis. Also, he's like, when she says, "Well, remember our textbook," he's like, "Uh, okay." <laughs> like, what is a textbook? And it like, is this a thing I'm supposed to have? Should I be bringing it with me? The scene also kind of is like, I want you to see the movie Travis is making this whole time. Yeah, no, I I definitely would love to see sort of like the, because he does have an arc throughout the story and I want to know what the back story for him is. I don't know. It might be something that going back and reading Emma gives me more insight into what it might be. We got into a long conversation <laughs> a of- this morning with my wife about like, you think his name is just a pun or is his family the Birkenstock family? And that's why he goes to Beverly Hills High. Oh, I never thought about that. That's possible. Like, I thought that they were just like making a joke that was that on the. That's nose. what I thought. My wife's like, "You think he's rich?" Yeah. I'm like, "Why would he be rich?" Birkenstocks. I was like, "Oh, because he goes because he goes to Beverly Hills High." Yeah. Yeah, but he's no, but he says that he like has to take the bus and his parents won't give him a ride. But is that because like they want him to be? So this is really a busing situation. This yeah. really goes into a deep dive. This is a, I... this is a segregation issue. <laughs> He's a he's a trust I, I fund student. I don't think that's the case. He's being they're segregating the the less the less well off. Birkenstocks were like sort of just a thing like at this time. Socks and a Birkenstock. I don't know socks and socks and Birkenstocks. I I lived in Maine when this movie came came out and that was a big thing. That and those the Tiva sandals that have the, the strappy sandals and stuff, like little lizards printed on them. Oh yes, and then you go to the Dave Matthews show. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This was my uh, my misspent nine year old life that I carried with me like through the rest of my life. Right? <laughs> what do you guys think of Miss Geist generally? Well, she's I mean made to look like a mess intentionally, obviously, but uh, she's kind of I don't know. She's kind of funny. Which class was she teaching? I don't know. It's like an, an environmental science or something. Yeah, I, I thought it was a history class, but maybe because uh, I always remember thought she'd be an English teacher, but I'm like, no, it's not an English class. Yeah, uh, in, yeah, no, it's definitely not English class. In the in the twelve minute when Cher starts her uh, little thing, she's talking mm-hmm. about treaties or something. So I thought she was a history teacher. And then she's also a guidance counselor. No, no. But she comes out of the office. I'm like, oh, she's guidance counseling Travis. Maybe she had a meeting with the guidance counselor and Travis or something. Oh. Yeah, that's possible. <laughs> no, I'm, we're writing this whole backstory for Travis. <laughs> Travis is what I care about most in this, this, these four minutes that we're about to talk about. <laughs> I don't know. 
I really like this guy. It's like, and I looked at the actress's um, profile on IMDb, and she literally is so completely typecast. Like half of the stuff she's ever done has been a teacher. She also did the TV show, if I remember right. Yes, almost the entire cast went over to the TV show, except for Alicia except Silverstone. Except for Alicia Paul Silverstone. Rudd. Yeah, it's kind of hilarious how far over it, like, just kind of tried to lift the whole thing wholesale. It's like, okay, now there's a TV show. Was anyone else depressed because watching Stacey Dash and knowing what she would become? I have no idea what she becomes. She's uh, did you see the Oscars? Super, super conservative. She's a mm. uh, she's on Fox News saying lots of terrible things about feminism and other. Uh, oh, that is very depressing. Yes, and then she uh. walked onto the stage at the Oscars and said, "This is your Black History moment." Yeah. she's very anti-Black History Month. Yeah, yeah, she's uh. super duper conservative. Yes, I. Well, now I'm disappointed seeing her. <laughs> Sorry, about but I was that. excited for Paul Rudd. I'm like, your whole life's in front of you, Paul. I know, right? He's got to have such a great career. And then, like Alicia Silverstone has so much that we'll we'll talk about him more when we get to the minute that we're doing that has him in it. And then Alicia Silverstone, of course, it was like turned into a mom blogger which yeah. very crunchy granola she was bad yeah. girl and she was gone yeah that's bizarre was the quick makeover in our minute i don't remember no that's a um, minute the before. quick makeover is in the next minute because they have it like she hasn't actually run into them and they kind of like tackle her and and in a way that in a normal high school would get you into so much trouble but we'll talk about that in a bit oh yeah this, is, this um, high school is far from normal oh yes. very much so when did you guys first see clueless uh, I was that perfect age. I remember like the premiere on the beach on MTV. Oh, wow. They had a huge like outdoor premiere for it. I remember watching it on MTV and like, oh, I wish I could be there. Not knowing anything <laughs> about the movie whatsoever. This seems like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm in uh, California. I could go. I actually saw it in a drive-in uh, on a double bill with, of all things, Waterworld. That is the weirdest double bill yeah. for this movie. Yeah, uh, it was one of these theaters where, I mean, it's like the drive-ins, the couple of drive-ins that we still have around us, they'll play uh, whatever new movie is and they pick a random second movie and usually it mm -hmm. kind of makes sense, but in this case it was like Clueless and Waterworld. Uh, okay. And which of those were your was your favorite? Uh, oh, definitely Clueless. <laughs> although, although I don't have as negative opinion as of Waterworld as a lot of other people do, I actually think that there's probably uh, a good 90-minute movie in there that if they cut a bunch of stuff, it probably would work better. But, uh, yeah, it's not a very good movie. As if. <laughs> wow, I've forgotten the, that the movie Waterworld even existed. This movie is probably about as far from that as you can get and still have be released at around the same time. Do you think Kevin yeah. Costner hates True. Waterworld more or The Postman? I've never seen either. Ooh, so I know what uh, Waterworld is, though. That's, so. a, that's a toss-up. Like, which one does he stare at the poster and go, you ruined everything? Probably The Postman. Yeah. I mean, Waterworld eventually did make a profit. And you get that so, stunt show forever, think, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I don't think uh, The Postman is anything except a bad punchline for him. So You didn't see The Postman, Corinne? No, I've not. I So <laughs> the thing I do in addition to, to Minute by Minute podcasts, apparently, is I have a... a I'm starting a bad movie podcast, or not a bad movie podcast, but just a movie podcast, because I have seen almost no uh, movies. I know you're tight. Oh. It's, uh, yeah, and so I, I'm, I'm starting a podcast called The Accidental Cinephile. Our friend uh, Spencer, cause... mutual friend, a couple of ours, uh, Spencer, I, every once in a while he'll be like, I've never seen that. I'm like, Terminator 2? You've never seen Terminator 2? I've never seen Terminator 2. I've never, I've seen so little. It's actually ridiculous. Like, you know how... I saw Terminator I our... 2 three times yeah, when it that. came out. <laughs> I did that with Daredevil, or not Daredevil, um, but uh, Deadpool. Oh, okay. Um, I still haven't seen that yet. 
I, and it's worth seeing more than once. It's very even. fun. So. Bring the kids. Yeah. No. So yes, unsurprisingly, I have not seen. I was also like, again, I was nine when this came out. Like, I was a small. I was a relatively small child back when Kevin Costner had a had a proper career. Now he he so. invents things that fix the ocean. Good job, Kevin. This movie is very much a product of its times, and those times for me are. I feel like childhood. this entire movie was made just so they could use Kids in America by Kim Wilde. <laughs> Like once hey, that hits, yeah. you're like, oh yeah, that's this movie for sure. It has oh, it has a really good soundtrack. I mean, it has the boss tones. It has Radiohead before they it were actually Radiohead. has the boss tones in the movie for a long and time. Yeah, that's yes, right. That's true. Oh, yep. I have been wondering about that since like seeing this movie like ever, because um, my dad was really into the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones when I was a kid, uh, and like since being old enough to see the movie and actually like appreciate like okay wait that sounds very similar to the Mighty, okay that must be the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones like is the band actually the Mighty and it is that is really satisfying to know they're all over that <laughs> they're all over yep. this movie yeah no this this band has like a definitive 90s tastic soundtrack and is 90s tastic in every way um, Man, let me let me run this by you me and my wife talked about that this morning why did she get a Jeep, do you think? It didn't seem like a thing that you'd buy a high schooler in, like, Beverly Hills. Well, she could ride around with the top down and, uh, you know, beep at her friends as they go by and all that, you know. felt like it should have been a BMW. It, like, has the illusion of safety. Like, I have a couple friends who grew up in really wealthy suburbs of Boston and who would talk about, like, all of their, fr- like, all of their friends when, when their overprotective parents bought them their first cars were riding things like Hummers. Right. Um, so that they would have like this giant thing to be like a tank to protect them. That is the like, last thing you should buy a 16 year old. No kidding. Particularly given the fact that they're not actually particularly safe cars. <laughs> I, I, I could just imagine a 16 year old driving down the street, pinging off car after car because they're too <laughs> much like Cher. too stupid to know how to drive. Right. And I have no idea why she has a Jeep. Um, Watching it over and over again this morning. It was like, you notice things that are like really small. Like there's a, when they're hiding behind the poster outside the window, like Alicia oh, Silverstone yeah? goes way too low and you can hear the director go up, Alicia up. Come on, come on, get your, there your eyes. Now we see them. <laughs> Cause she goes like, she has one eye on the other side of the poster and you're like, what are you doing? And you can fe- oh, solely see her like lift her head up. And she's being told to lift her head up. Oh, man. I also, I always found the, like, I love the little description of Miss Geist that this starts with. Um, like, her slippage always showing. She's, I'm like, these are things that, like, I still am not totally aware of as, like, signs of failing at being a woman. Yeah. Like, it still is it's just sort of like such a, so, that, so she has a run in her stocking. So her slip is showing. Well, but like, you're looking at it from your from from an adult perspective, whereas this is a 16 year old girl who basically like looks perfect every second of every day. Yes. No, but she write about those clips. She got too many clips. Her clip game is out of control. Her clip game is a little out of control. <laughs> She's playing uh, loose and fast <laughs> with the rules. I also I don't see Miss like I feel like Miss Geist is represent like I want to meet this actual teacher right like because I had teachers like this in, in high school like the ones who like were just totally invested in whatever it was that they were teaching even if they were just teaching it at the high school level, um, and which is not to disparage teaching anything at the high school level, um, of course, but like you tend to think of if people are going to be activists they may want to go into like an actual academic career based on a particular thing, but I had teachers who like had that same level of enthusiasm and they were so enthusiastic about what they were doing 
they weren't paying attention to their appearance at all. And so they were doing things like wearing jeans and a t-shirt to, to work every day. Like, it's weird to see her like, like, oh, but I'm still going to wear the stockings and the slip and the skirt. <laughs> like, that's, it's not that you're not trying, it's that you're trying and failing. Yeah. That's bizarre. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know. It is like so not congruent with the character for me. Who do you think Miss Geist thinks that rose is from? The gym teacher. The one she gets. Julie. Julie <laughs> Brown sent this rose, and it's, it's been like this is. I keep telling you, like I'm not. That's I'm flattered, but uh, it's not. And it's like you'll you'll come around. You'll <laughs> exactly. Come around. Like someday, someday, everybody's a little bit gay. <laughs> Yeah, I genuinely don't think she thinks it's from Wallace Shawn. I mean, I don't know if she thinks maybe she yeah. doesn't know who it's from, but it's not until Cher starts moving in the other direction that you kind exactly. of get where she's going. Yeah, it, it's the most nonsensical. Like, it makes much more sense in sort of the Jane Austen context for someone to be as much of a matchmaker as Cher is able to be in this yeah, it was just, movie, right? I was because, never like, invested in my teachers at all. That's like another part of this high school experience. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, none of this. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> well, I mean, but she's only really invested in them for the sake of, like... I, I wonder if that's something... Like, I definitely was more invested, probably... I was somewhat invested in my high school teachers. Like, there was one sad old math teacher at my school who was just... Like, he was so sad. because Like, he was just so sick of teaching math. Like, and I've been teaching it for years and years and years. And he was so sad. Uh, <laughs> and like my friends and I started because I was taking advanced math classes like I would be doing like math class like all the time and so we started just sort of spending our lunch times in his uh, in his room and like by the end of the year he's like like apparently like he was like oh there are students I like now it's bizarre <laughs> like you, I think if you, I think girls are more likely to do that maybe to like sort of adopt their teachers and be like parental in that way I don't know or maybe we're just as weird as Sharon and Dion are. I don't know. Do you guys have any other things to say about this particular minute? Any uh, comments on on particular representations of 90s-ness? Or, uh, Dion's hat. No, I think I'm good. Teen- oh, Dion's hat. Oh, man. had a, an hat. at symbol Dion's and a hashtag hat. in there, so I'm like, ooh, Nostradamus. Her hat was covered <laughs> Wait, in, uh, I guess, shift keys, pretty much. Okay, then. What does that have to she do with this? The at key was up there. The hashtag was up there on that hat. Ah, uh, okay, the future. Gotcha. That hat seen some stuff. <laughs> I was so confused for a second. Sets up a whole scenario of Dion time traveler. Yeah. She's Stacy Dash is going back to get back to where she was at to figure out what went wrong. All right. Well, if we don't have anything else particularly to say about this minute, um, do you guys have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, nope. I got, I'm all good. I got nothing. I'm hoping to start a podcast this summer with my teenage daughter who hasn't watched anything. And in a way, it's kind of like what you were talking about. But uh, as far as that, I don't have anything to plug. So uh, I have a podcast. I have a podcast. Can we just be friends on the Rhymes with Nerdy Network? Uh, it's me and Brian Skinner uh, for thirty minutes every week. Talk about nonsense. Become best friends. We're on Facebook at Can We Just Be Friends, iTunes, Google, and all podcasting apps. You can find us. Awesome. Uh, you can find me if you're interested in hearing me talk about silly things and less silly things on the internet. I am on Twitter and Instagram and all kinds of places as sweat tears C as in the ocean rather than the letter um and yeah uh thank you guys so much for for joining me today and tune in in just a minute uh we will be returning tomorrow with minute 14 um and thank you yeah thank you john thank you kip thanks all right
episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted, executive produced and hosted by Corinne McLean, with my guests, jo- Kip Reed and John Muggleton. Follow us on Facebook at As If the Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram, As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy this is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.